0: Welcome to scale up and grow a podcast from turning point training and development where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. I am so excited about this podcast. We are really going to explore the intersections of leadership, mentorship, and diversity in the workplace. In today's episode, we're diving deep into an essential topic, and it is about how to become a mentor for women in the workplace. We recently completed a poll that talked about some questions for women where some of the challenges were and the number one challenge that women are having in the workplace when it concerns promotions and advancement is mentorship and support. So I thought it was just extremely important for us to kick off a new series of podcasts to talk about this. Now more than ever, we need leaders who are prepared to mentor and guide the next generation of women leaders, whether you're a seasoned executive, a rising star in your organization, or if you're the person that's just passionate about nurturing talent, this episode is for you. We're going to answer 10 of the most commonly asked questions about mentoring women in the workplace. So let's dive in. Here's our first question. What is mentoring? What is mentoring women in the workplace and why is it important? It's so crucial for many reasons. It promotes diversity and inclusion. It fosters a healthy work environment, helps bridge the gender gap and aids in professional and personal development. Plus mentorship can increase employee satisfaction, performance and retention, which leads to, guess what, improved business outcomes. Mentoring women in the workplace is important. If you don't have a program available, we should talk or talk to someone. (laughs) Talk to someone about helping you build and create that program. The second question we have is what qualities should a mentor possess? A good mentor should have A few key qualities, I'm probably just going to name three or four, but each one of them are extremely important. The first one I would say is empathy. Empathy is extremely important if you're going to mentor someone. If you don't operate in that area yet, it's going to be difficult for you to be a mentor and you're not going to support your mentee very well. The other one, uh, patience, open-mindedness and excellent communication skill. Open-mindedness is extremely important because what it says is, I'm not looking to create a mini-me. I'm here to mentor you and help guide you based on my experience to share with you to help you reach your goal, okay? It doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but I have to be empathetic. I have to be patient. I have to To be open minded and have excellent communication skills. The one beautiful thing about mentoring, and we come with a wealth of experience, if that's your role, is we get to share with them the good, the bad, and the ugly. What are the experiences that we have? Doesn't mean you'll have the same, especially if we have an age gap. It may be, you know, if it's like me, it's like I got my first promotion over 30 years ago. That was a different time than where we are right now. Okay. Your mentor should also possess knowledge and experience in their field. They have to have a willingness to share that experience and a commitment to devote time and effort to the mentorship. Time and effort, which so many of us think that we don't have enough of. I have several mentors that I connect with. Both bring very, very different perspectives to the table. One is older than me and one is just a little bit younger than me both need it at the table we may connect quarterly we may connect twice a year but I know that they're available for me when I need assistance in guiding through another direction mentorship means time and effort because if I need you for an hour don't tell me you only got 15 minutes because then that doesn't work for me as the mentee either Our third question, how do I approach someone about becoming their mentor? Being with a, um, start with a casual conversation. Just start with a casual conversation expressing your interest in their professional growth, which means it has to be authentic. If they seem receptive, propose a more formal mentoring relationship. Be, Be very, very clear about your intentions as a mentor, be clear about your available time and the potential benefits they can gain from the relationship. Let me add something additional. There is a big difference between a mentor and a coach, between a mentor and a coach. Two totally different things. So you want to make sure that you're clear on what your role is as a mentor, just as I'm clear on what my role is as a coach. Okay. Question number four, what are the potential challenges of being a mentor and how can I overcome them? Some potential challenges include something we just mentioned earlier, time restraints. There are only so many hours in a day. And you want to make sure that whatever you commit to, you're able to fulfill that obligation. Maintaining a balanced relationship. You want to be careful in a mentor position, especially if it is within the organization. My mentors are outside of my company. But your mentors within your organization, you want to be sure that there's a balance in that relationship. What do I mean by that? You want to also make sure that as a mentee, you don't cross the line. And every time something negative happens at work, you're sharing it with them. Or every time the person you directly report to doesn't do something you like, you're running to your your mentor. You want a happy balance in there, which means you're going to have to set And manage expectations and communication gaps. Okay. So, some of your potential challenges are going to include your time constraints, maintaining a balanced relationship, setting and managing expectations and communication gaps. Okay. Overcome these challenges by planning meetings ahead of time, by setting boundaries in advance, and of course, always leaving some flexibility if you need to adjust that, clarifying roles and expectations clearly, and fostering open and honest communications. I offer that you put these things in writing begin to set them aside for you as the mentor you know what your time is so if you say listen I know that I can give you two one-hour sessions every quarter and if someone says well that's not enough well that's I may not be the best mentor for you because this is what my availability is and it's okay to say no versus both of you getting um, frustrated not meeting each other's expectations. Okay. Question number five, how can I mentor effectively while respecting boundaries? This is great because maintaining professionalism at all times, you want to be able to respect personal space and avoid topics that could be considered intrusive unless they're willingly shared. Some things are not any of your business. Some things are are none of your business when it comes to who you are mentoring. Your mentee does not need to tell you everything about their personal life. It doesn't mean that you need to become their Facebook and TikTok friend. It doesn't mean that you have to be connected with them on social media sites whatsoever. (laughs) Okay, We're talking about staying professional at all Times encourage open communication and ask your mentee about their comfort levels regarding different aspects of the mentoring relationship. The mentoring relationship is not just about going to lunch and going to happy hour and going to have coffee. You need to have a strategy, a plan of what your goal is as a mentor, as well as what's their goal as the mentee. Okay. question number six what if my mentees needs are beyond my expertise this is a wonderful question it's okay not to know everything if your mentees needs are beyond your expertise you can help them find other resource or experts in that area you're a guide and to facilitate not necessarily the sole source of knowledge or support. It is no different than being a trainer or a coach. There are things that when it gets past our level as coaches, we refer them to someone else, whether it's I need to refer you to someone that specializes in this particular area or industry to help meet your needs and goals, or is it this is way past what I do, Um, if we're talking about life coaching, this is past my area of expertise, I need to connect you to a therapist. Same thing when it comes to mentoring, because what you don't want to do is steer them in a wrong direction or in a direction that you're not familiar with, you don't know. You don't know. And it's okay to say, you know what, that's not my area of expertise, but let me reach out to a few of my connections and let me find out what I can do to help you. Because I do the same thing. I do the same thing. If there's an area that I'm like, "Uh, this is a little bit outside of our area of expertise as a company, let me connect you to someone else. Okay. Question number seven, how can I help my mentee build confidence, reinforce their strengths? And you find out about their strengths, whether... You have an assessment completed on them or they, you know, they spend a little time and energy and and maybe finances and have an assessment completed for them. But you want to be able to reinforce their strengths, encourage them to take on new challenges, provide constructive feedback, and celebrate their achievements. Show that you believe in their abilities and potential, which can greatly boost their confidence. Okay. Question number eight, how can I measure the success of the mentorship? This is important for you as a mentor. It's going to be important for your mentee, but as a mentor, you want to understand how do you measure your success in this? Was this a successful relationship? Evaluating the effectiveness can be achieved through various indicators such as the realization of the mentees' objectives. What were they trying to accomplish in their time frame, their professional advancement, improved self-assurance, and contentment with the mentor mentee relationship? Consistently ask for feedback and assess advancement collectively you want to know on a scale of one to five how do you feel you know our conversation went today what what do you want to accomplish in this meeting that's one of the questions we ask a lot if as coaches and and one of my team members is also a therapist it's like what do you want out of this meeting today what do you want to accomplish because at the end of the meeting at the end of your mentoring session you want to know that their goals were met and not not just yours. Question number nine, can I be a mentor if I'm not in a leadership position? Absolutely. Leadership is more about having an impact than holding a position. If you possess valuable knowledge and experiences that could assist others, you can certainly be a mentor. In reality, Peer mentorship can be remarkably impactful as it often operates within a less structured setting. So I have other trainers that I love connecting with, and we will have just a joint mentoring session. Well, how are you doing this? Well, let me tell you what I'm doing. I think I want to go in this direction. Well, let me tell you a few things you need to think about. I made a change in that area, you know, two years ago, three years ago, whatever that was. Here are the challenges I faced. Maybe you don't have to walk that same exact path that I did, but peer-to-peer is phenomenal as well. Let me give you the last question. Question number 10, how can I encourage more men to become mentors for women in the workplace? Promote male colleagues to take up mentorship by underscoring their reciprocal advantages of being a mentor. Offering appropriate training. (laughs) There is training available so that you can become a mentor just as we have training available, and I'm sure others do as well. There's training available on how to be a great leader that is also a coach for someone on your team. So you can be in a leadership position or peer-to-peer and really have that heart and passion to mentor someone as well as to coach within your company and within your organization. So absolutely, that can be done. And that is going to be by offering appropriate training and publicizing successful instances of such mentorships. It's great to say we have a mentorship program available. We're looking for, you know, five men, five women, you know, to come in and mentor each other. But think about how powerful that can be to have a wonderful, diverse mentoring club or team or group um, that you can work on throughout your organization. You want to accentuate the vital role that they can play in advancing gender parity, diversity, and inclusivity in the professional environment. Remember, mentoring requires commitment and effort, but the rewards both for you and your mentee can be substantial. Listen, wow. Um this is a journey. <laughs> this was a journey today. But guess what? I have a few more things that, that I want to be able to share with you all. And this is really in that area of and this is usually the question it's like oh great now I got all the information. Now what do I do? <laughs> what do we we actually have created a step-by-step guide for leaders that are interested in the mentoring role, whether it's within or outside of their organization, this isn't the whole guide. And if you need that, you need to just reach out to us. But here's here's some key areas to it. The first thing we look at is like spending the first, you know, day one through five, doing your, a self-assessment for you. Self-assessment and goal setting, this is where what I'm looking for is for you to understand what your motivations are for becoming a mentor all the way to familiarizing yourself with what are some of the potential challenges and how would I overcome them throughout this relationship. Day six through 10, we're looking at learn and understand, educating yourself about the gender gap and unconscious bias in the workplace and then throughout those five days to where you get to place where you can understand the importance of a safe and respectful mentorship relationship days 11 through 5 we're looking at training and skills development (laughs) remember we talked about that you may need training yourself if possible participate in a mentor training program if it's not available Look for some books and articles and online resources that can help you develop that. And then looking at the end of those five days, working on developing your empathy, right? Some of your soft skills, your active listening and feedback skills. When we look at day 16 through 20, networking and finding a mentee. Networking and finding a minute is not if you build it, they will come. (laughs) That's not going to happen. So you need to look at building relationships and network with potential mentees in your workplace. And in that week, we would end with approaching that potential mentee about starting a mentor relationship with them days 21 through 25 we're talking about establishing the relationship establishing the relationship and then days 26 through 30 kick off and ongoing learning so beginning the mentoring relationship with the first official meeting um probably right around day 26 day 27 or at least getting that conversation start and then we of course we end that with continue educating yourself about a Effective mentoring, gender equality, and inclusive, inclusive leadership practices. We've done a lot. <laughs> we've talked about a lot. This this has been a journey. Um, and I hope that you've taken away some great tips and tools. So we've tackled the 10... Most commonly asked questions about becoming a mentor for women in the workplace. As leaders, remember, it's essential that we step up, share our knowledge, and support the growth and development of women in our organizations. Remember, being a mentor is not only about empowering others. It's also a great opportunity for personal growth and fulfillment. It's about creating a future where everyone, regardless of gender, can reach their full potential. So let me close out with this. Thank you. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you've learned something valuable today, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or a colleague. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please, please reach out to us. I'm Mary Ricketts. To your success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning pointnewzenlercom That's turning pointnewzenlercom